Once again, you already know what it is and you already know where you have reached. October 24th, 2021, you reached the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling, boxing, and mixed martial arts podcast. I am your host and founder, Sean Hubbard, and this is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. What up, though? We in the building for another big-time episode Bound for Glory took place last night, Impact Wrestling, and this is your official YouTube HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and Fight TV recap show. We are in the building for another big show. Before I get to that, I gotta get to this. For all your web development and web platforming needs, make sure you go to HaasKraya.com. HaasKraya.com because we love tech. And when it comes to combat sports, when it comes to streaming combat sports, there's only one place you need to go. The number one streaming combat sports service in the world, Fight TV. Let's get right into it, baby. We in the building. You already know what it is. It's your man, Sean, and I'm back with you once again. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast is on the air. It is Sunday. October 24th, get ready to go to church after this, y'all. Got to make sure I get my church in. But before I do, I want to make sure I bring y'all the very best in professional wrestling and combat sports. This is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast on the heels of a very, very good, a very, very well done Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Bound for Glory is historically TNA slash Impact Wrestling's biggest pay-per-view of the year. And it took place last night live on Fight TV pay-per-view from the Sunrise Manor in Nevada, Sam Townhouse Live. You know what I'm saying? It was a really good live crowd, small, intimate crowd, but very loud, very boisterous. And it was really good to see crowds in the building for Impact. And I'm going to tell you something. It was really, really good professional wrestling action. Keyword, professional wrestling. I like to use the word professional wrestling. I don't know about y'all. I don't like the word sports entertainment. It is sport. It is entertainment. But I like the word professional wrestling. And that's what we saw last night. Live on Fight TV. Pay per view. I'm so excited to be with you guys on a Sunday morning. The return of the Breakfast with Hubbard. You know, I guess you can call it the Breakfast with Hubbard. Uh, situation. I'm trying to think of the right word. I'm so excited to be with you guys this morning. The Breakfast with Hubbard series. That's the word I'm looking for. We're returning that right now with this Sunday morning uh, blessing, let's say, from the from the heavens uh, as we talk to you guys about Bound for Glory. 24 hours, less than 24 hours, less than 12 hours uh, removed from the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Let's first start off with everybody here on the East Coast. Um, wherever you may be listening and however you may be listening, Coast to coast and nationwide, coast to coast nationwide and abroad. I want to say thank you. But for me being here in New York, New York City, the pay per view started at ten o'clock. It started at seven o'clock West Coast time in Nevada. I actually liked it. A ten o'clock start on a Saturday night does not bother me. I stayed up to watch the pay per view. Uh, my good friend from Fight TV, Joel, he said, "I'm going to sleep, bro." I said, "I respect it." I was like, "That's what DVR is for. That's what Fight TV streaming it." Back on replay is for, but I'm staying up to watch it live, and I'm very happy that I did. Let's get right into this thing. The knockouts, excuse me, the impact, uh, I guess you could say preview show that took place 
from Vegas last night was uh, very, very interesting. The preview show featured the tournament final intergender six-way match for the very first Impact Digital Media Championship. And it was a lot of big-time names in there. Madison Reigns was in the match, and Chelsea Green was in the match for a long time during the course of the match. I honestly thought, and I'm sure a lot of fans thought Chelsea Green would come out victorious, but Jordan Grace, the innovative and, and exciting superstar Jordan Grace, ended up winning the match along with Rachel Ellery. It was really, really impressive how she brought the belt home. A very, very nice-looking belt. I don't know how you guys feel about that belt. It kind of resembles the AEW title. Uh, take a look at it when you get a chance. Uh, I'll put it on my Twitter, uh, hub underscore wrestling, later today after I get home from church. But um, hub underscore wrestling on Twitter. I'm going to put a picture up of the new uh, Impact Wrestling Digital Media Championship side-by-side -side with the uh, AEW title. It looks very similar. But either way, a really nice piece of hardware. And Jordan Grace is your new and first-ever Impact Digital Media Champion. So I'm really excited about the, the prospect of what that title can bring. So that was the opening contest of the evening on the free preview show on Fight TV as Impact Wrestling brought you a little bit of free action before the actual pay-per-view started. Now, something that was very, very uh, much anticipated uh, was something that took place to start the evening, and that was the debut the debut of The Inspiration. Now, for those of you who don't know who The Inspiration is, they are formerly the Iconics from WWE. Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay were in the building for their pay-per-view and Impact Wrestling debut against the Decay for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team World Championship. I really liked how Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay presented themselves. They were in iconic form. They said their favorite, you know, their their catchphrase. Instead of saying iconic, they said inspiration, and they did the same pose, and it was really funny and cool. But the fans showed a lot of love to them, and I think they showed a lot of love back. They had a, a musical entrance, concert type, concert type entrance to start the show, and I thought it was really cool. And the fans responded to them in a very good way, and I think deservedly so. I've never been a huge fan of the iconics, now the inspiration, but. I felt like they tried hard. I didn't think they should have won that that uh, that Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Championship match at WrestleMania 35. I thought, uh, which led to Sasha Banks leaving the company for several months. But they tried. Uh, I don't, you know, and then they didn't defend the titles on WWE television for a long time. Let's hope that this knockout title reign brings about more success for Cassie Lee and uh, Jessica McKay as they defeat the Decay to become the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions, and a really fun and, and actually historical note, they go down as the first female team, the first team in history to now have held the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships and the Knockout Tag Team Championship from Impact Wrestling. Big shout out to the inspiration, the new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Now, let's get into this thing, man. The X Division Championship, one of the greatest titles that, uh, that I think I've ever seen in the industry. I'm talking about any realm of professional wrestling. Former champions include Samoa Joe, uh, AJ Styles. This is a really important championship. In my mind, the most important championship in 
Impact Wrestling, and it was the most important uh, title in TNA Wrestling as well. Because when you think of X Division, that is Impact. When you think of X Division, that was TNA. So this is kind of like their signature championship. And in a three-way match for the title that culminated uh, a uh, tournament to determine the new champion, a tournament that started on September 30th, concluded on October 14th to determine a number one, two, and three contender for this triple threat. Um, this title was vacated by uh, by Josh Alexander as he decided to uh, cash in option C for a world championship match. He vacated the X Division title, which led to an opportunity now for uh, Trey Miguel, El Fantismo, and uh, Steve Macklin to challenge each other. The all three all three challengers entering the match for the vacated X Division Championship. Trey Miguel in a in a very a very I should say inspirational I would say inspirational and uh, I guess what's the word I'm looking for inspirational and intriguing. Triple threat match, or excuse me, I can't say triple threat. That's a WWE exclusive. Um, tournament three-way match. Let's put it that way. Trey Miguel is victorious. He defeated El Fantismo and Steve Macklin to become the new X Division champion. I think he's going to be very, very good with that title, depending on how they book him. He's charismatic. He's athletic. He's entertaining. He has a very good in-ring product that he brings to the fans, and I think he will be... A strong, a strong X Division champion. Again, the most recognized title to come out of the TNA Impact uh, realm. So I, I think it's a very important championship. Once again, I'm going to repeat that I feel that the X Division championship is the signature championship of Impact Wrestling. So that's a very important deal for them to make sure that they do it right. That being said, next up on the agenda, Heath, formerly Heath Slater, Heath. Uh, challenging Violent by Design, the VBD, uh, for uh, just not for a title, but just to get some retribution as uh, the VBD kind of took Heath out not long ago and put him on the shelf. And, you know, he went to the powers that be in Impact and said, hey, you know what? I want the VBD in a tag team match. I want Rhino as my partner. If Rhino doesn't show up, so be it. I will t go at it alone. So the VBD come out. They enter the arena, and uh, here comes Heath, and Heath is looking back over his shoulder to see if Rhino's going to come help him. Match starts. He's looking back to see if Rhino's going to help him. While he's looking back to the entranceway to see if Rhino comes out, you know, he gets blindsided with a cheap shot, basically gets dominated for most of the match by the VBD. I thought it was a really good uh, match. I think that Eric Young, as the leader of that group, really makes a lot of sense. Um, I think they should utilize him more. Um, he's a former Impact World Champion, but I think Eric Young has layers that we haven't seen yet. And I know he's getting to the later stages of his career, but I think Eric Young is a very talented performer. Um, I think we saw a lot of that when he wrestled, you know, in WWE. I think that that was, uh, I think he's the catalyst for Nikki Cross's career, honestly. Um, but, you know, that's another story for another day. But, you know, you had uh, Diener and uh, Doring going up against uh, Heath. And then here comes Rhino. Halfway through the match, you're not 100% sure if he's going to turn on Heath because you got to remember Rhino is a former member of the VBD. But Rhino does the right thing, sticks his hand out, makes the tag, you know, gore here, gore there. And not long after that, it was a victory for Heath and Rhino. Capped off with a hug between Heath and Rhino to signify the renewing of their friendship. Once again, Heath and Rhino defeat the VBD 
uh, via pinfall at Impact Bound for Glory. Next, the most important match of the night, in my opinion, as you will understand later on why. Uh, we didn't know it would be the most important match of the night, but it turned out to be the most important match of the night for some very important reasons. 20 wrestlers intergender call your shot gauntlet match where the winner receives the coveted trophy signifying victory and more importantly a contract to invoke at any time within a year for a championship of their choosing. It was a back and forth. I First of all, let's talk about the intergender um, aspect of Impact Wrestling, how they're implementing a lot of intergender matches. I like it. I like it. We've had bits and pieces of that with the Mixed Match Challenge, but the women are not supposed to fight the men. The men are not supposed to fight the women, etc. And then uh, you also have situations where you've seen Nia Jax take a RKO, Nia Jax take a 619, things of that nature. Um, you know, Beth Felix with the Beth Phoenix with the edge and, and Randy Orton storyline from last year's WrestleMania, RKO to Beth Phoenix, things of that nature. But a match, an actual match where intergender wrestling is... Um, encourage first of all big shout out to the women in professional wrestling across all brands whether it's impact wwe aew um you know house of glory wrestling all the female competitors are really doing their thing mlw i got a lot of love for the female wrestlers i think they're doing a tremendous job and i think this match signifies that because it's you talk about even playing field with the men this is the perfect example. Big shout out, big respect to Impact Wrestling and the, and the decision makers over there to say, hey, we're trying to say that men and women are on the same playing field. Let's put them in a match together. 20 person intergender call your shot gauntlet match, call your shot gauntlet match for a title shot of their choosing anywhere within a year. Matt Cordona and Moose were the final two competitors to which Moose was victorious, eliminating Matt Cordona last and becoming the winner of the call your shot gauntlet match he would then as i said earn a contract to challenge any champion he chooses within the next calendar year how long would he wait would he wait till next impact would he make till the next pay-per-view uh hard uh hard to kill or you know whatever the next pay-per-view is for i should say for impact wrestling but you know what we would find out he wouldn't wait that long he wouldn't wait for hard to kill he wouldn't wait for impact i'll tell you a little bit more about that later in the show, HubbardWrestling.com, we're in the building. The Good Brothers, the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions. Um, we all know of the AEW um, Impact, no pun intended, uh, that they have had on Impact Wrestling with the cross-promotion. I love it. I think it's an amazing idea that really puts extra eyes, and deservedly so. It's not a charity case, y'all. It's not a charity case with AEW is doing for Impact Wrestling. I think that Impact Wrestling is deserving of the extra eyes and the extra attention that AEW competitors bring. And the Good Brothers are are competitors that uh, that definitely uh, fight on both brands. They are the Impact World Tag Team Champions, and they would go up against uh, Finn Juice and the Bullet Club. Interesting dynamic with the Bullet Club being in this match, considering the fact that the Good Brothers are too sweet. But they definitely had a little part in the match where, you know, Gallows threw up the two-sweet sign. And, you know, basically it was a situation where you didn't know what was going to happen. It definitely led to more fighting. It definitely wasn't a situation where there was any kumbaya moment just because they threw up the two-sweet sign. But at the end of the day, in typical Good Brother uh, heel fashion, which, by the way, I love, the Good Brothers were successful in defending the AEW. Oh, see, I'm messing up already. The Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. 
uh, are still the good brothers. They successfully defended the titles in Vegas last night in a really good match. It was back and forth. You never know who was going to win. I thought at one point Finn Juice was going to be uh, victorious. I think Finlay and, uh, and Juice Robinson had an opportunity to win the match. I never thought the Bullet Club would win, but I thought Finn Juice might win. But it turned out to be the good brothers who retained the tag team championship. Listen. The Impact Knockouts Championship is a very important title. And I want to tell you why. Because the Impact Championship has made Donna Perrazzo a household name. It has made Donna Perrazzo a household name. Um, Diana Perrazzo. I don't want to mispronounce her. It's made her a household name. She, she has really stepped up to the plate since winning the championship. I am so impressed with her reign. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm really impressed with her reign. I, I feel like she has shown herself to be a true champion with the reign that, that she's been on. And it's it's been almost a year. She won that title in November of 2020 at Turning Point in Nashville, Tennessee. And has held the title for 340 three days several contenders have stepped up several contenders have tried to take the title and have been unsuccessful successful every step of the way perrazzo has been really really impressive and i thought that she would successfully retain the title last night i thought her being on the biggest pay-per-view of the year in impact bound for glory that the powers that be would see to it that perrazzo would retain the title. Not that I have a problem with Mickey James winning. Mickey James is the new, once again, for the fourth time, the Impact Knockout Champion. But I just I just thought that Perrazzo was going to win at Bound for Glory. But either way, I still thought the title was carried so well by Perrazzo. And I thought it was done so well. And I thought that this match was done so well, where both, guy, both ladies uh, hit each other with their finisher. And, and both were able to kick out and both were able to continue to fight and, and once again put on for the ladies and do what they did for the ladies, which was an amazing, amazing performance that took place last night at Bound for Glory. Mickey James, the legendary Mickey James, the Hall of Famer Mickey James, in my opinion, defeating uh, Perrazzo for the Women's Championship, the Knockouts Championship. But I'll tell you something, it was definitely a tremendous reign. And Deanna Perrazzo has a lot to be proud of because she is now a household name because of her title reign and impact and big shout out to impact for putting the title on her and giving her an opportunity to shine where in previous companies she was not given that opportunity that brings us to the main event the main event of the evening for the impact wrestling world heavyweight championship the the reigning now vacated x division champion he gave up the title now trey miguel's a champion uh josh alexander Challenging Christian Cage for the World Heavyweight Championship, the, the title that Christian Cage so famously won on the debut edition of uh, Impact Wrestling, or debut edition, excuse me, of Rampage on from AEW, where he defeated Kenny Omega in I thought was a major upset, um, really giving Christian Cage a little bump in his career. I mean, a 20-year Hall of Fame caliber career, but to win the title against Kenny Omega who I don't think had lost a one-on-one -on -one pinfall match in his entire time in AEW, for him to uh, come out and uh, basically 
beat Kenny Omega. I believe, yeah, Kenny Omega, I believe, maybe had taken one previous pinfall loss, but I'm not sure. Either way, he's been undefeated for, I'd say, over a year, especially since being the champion. But um, Christian Cage became the new Impact World Champion on Rampage on AEW and took that title back to Impact to defend it against Josh Alexander. And um, they really... Big shout-out to D'Lo Brown, Max Stryker, the announced team of Impact Wrestling. Uh, the the, the storyline and the, the premise, which probably is based in some reality, is that Josh Alexander's been chasing this dream for many years, 15 years. Um, his family was very invested, his wife, his son. And it was a cool dynamic. They showed a little pre, you know, package, um, a video package of how the family responded and the family reacted when he won the X Division title. And, uh, you know, basically it was a situation where they, he was doing it for his family. He was doing it for his son. He was doing it for his wife. He was trying to become the world champion for the first time in his career to show the world that he deserved this opportunity, that he's been overlooked and, and not given the opportunity that he deserved. Reminds me a lot of the Daniel Bryan storyline from 2014. And you're going to know even more why I feel that way in just a couple of minutes when I tell you what happened in the aftermath of this match. Christian Cage in a, in a very, I say, heelish Definitely, I mean, Christian Cage has been a face since he's been back in wrestling, but a little bit of a heelish promo before the match talking about how, hey, Alexander, you're not going to get it done, and more importantly, you're not going to get it done for your wife and your son. You know, when you bring the family into it, it comes across pretty heelish, but both uh, wrestlers were cheered mightily by the crowd. It was a back-and-forth contest to which Josh Alexander did defeat Christian Cage. I saw the win coming. I didn't see a tap out coming, but Josh Alexander defeating Christian Cage via submission, the new Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion of the World in an amazing contest, 18 minutes, 52 seconds, nonstop action, very, very old school, and I mean that in the best possible way. Um, it was really a, an exciting contest that showed Christian's range, that showed Alexander's range, and, and showed that Alexander would be and could be a very good champion for many months to come. Unfortunately, that that, that, that did not happen. Uh, why didn't it happen? He won the title, Sean. Well, I'm going to tell you why it didn't happen. Basically, after he won the match, it was a very nice celebration. The wife came into the ring. The son came into the ring. Hugs, tears, Matt Stryker, and D'Lo Brown telling a beautiful story about how he finally achieved his dream. And bam. Here comes Moose with the family in the ring, which I thought was kind of a cool dynamic with the family still in the ring and, 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 and Alexander's wife pulling the son close to him to protect him. And Alexander hits the spear and cashes in his call your shot trophy and is the new impact world champion. I'm, 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 I, it was unbelievable. It turned out Alexander's reign would last about four minutes and uh, seven seconds later. Moose defeats Josh Alexander to win his first Impact World Heavyweight Championship, a title that he did guarantee he would win, but nobody thought he'd cash in tonight, but he definitely cashed it in on that same night last night at Impact to become the new champion. Will this lead to a storyline between Josh Alexander and Moose? Probably. The reason why I said it reminds me of the Daniel Bryan situation. Remember when Daniel Bryan won the title at SummerSlam 2013 and then Randy Orton cashed in? Now, this wasn't a Triple H kind of like referee powers that be turning their back on uh, on Alexander. It was a clean cash-in by Moose. 
but it definitely reeks of, um, you know, Alexander not getting his full chance to be a champion. But, hey, that's part of the game. Just like Money in the Bank in WWE, you know, call your shot is the same deal. You can cash in any time after you win the title. It could take a year, but it could take a couple minutes. In this case, Moose did not wait. He is the new Impact champion. Josh Alexander, you can never take it away from him. He is now and forever will be a former Impact World Heavyweight Champion, but the title reign did not last long. Where does Christian end up from here? Will he stay on AEW exclusively? Will he come back to challenge for the title, invoke a rematch clause? I don't know. But Christian was a very good Impact champion. I love the fact that he was dual-branded. And at this stage in his career, for them to trust him with that responsibility to go back and forth to AEW and represent Impact as a world champion, I think it was very, very much a, 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 a high-five of appreciation to Christian for the wonderful work he's put in for 20-plus years. Josh Alexander, he is on the map. He is now officially a former champion. But the title is not his. The title is Moose's. So let's see what the Christian, Alexander, and Moose dynamic holds. But as for right now, as we stand right here and now, Moose, at the biggest pay-per-view in Impact history, Bountiful Glory 2021, is now the new heavyweight champion of the world. So with that being said, what an amazing night of professional wrestling action. I know amazing seems like a really over-the-top word, but I thought it was amazing. I thought Impact did a good job. I thought Impact represented itself well. I think the surprise element of, you know... Mickey James winning the title and ending a 343-day reign of a champion was really good. I think that Moose cashing in after the emotional win by Alexander beating Christian was really well done. I think that the Iconics slash Inspiration pay-per-view debut was really good. I think the pay-per-view as well, and I think they have a lot to be proud of. They can continue to try and build on this, continue to utilize the relationship that they built with Impact together with uh, AEW, and see where it goes. And just hopefully just keep the ball rolling. We've kept, we're keeping the ball rolling right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and YouTube and, and, and Google Play and iTunes and all the places you can find um, podcasts. I want to thank everybody. I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Six Pack, uh, my big brother, you know what I'm saying, Conrad, you got Malik, Kyron, uh, Mountie, Showtime, appreciate you guys, my brother. Big shout out to Joella Fight TV, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, shout out to Fight TV in general. Once again, Hoskraya.com. Big shout out to uh, to my good friend Ruby. She's coming out with some really, really cool uh, fashion and, and, and iconic things. I'm using the word iconic a lot that are coming out pretty soon. Make sure you look out for that. I'm going to have her right here on the Hub Wrestling Podcast soon to talk about her stuff. Longtime supporter of the show, Angela, appreciate you for my job, appreciate you. Longtime supporter of the show, um, you know, my family, uh, girlfriend, all, so many people that have continued to support me and my vision. Um, we're about to embark on a really, really cool journey as it relates to boxing and, and journalism and, and, the, and the company Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is really doing some big things, about to start some major, major projects in November so I'm really excited about this, and I'm really excited about the prospect of, of so many things going on. Big shout-out to James Jefferson and Warrior Island MMA. Continue watching them every week, Saturday nights, on the DuPont Network. They are doing some amazing things. Big shout-out to Mr. Jefferson and everything that Warrior Island is doing right now. So with that being said, another big-time episode. Make sure you listen, click, share, all that good stuff. 
Tweet about it. IG about it. You know what I'm saying? Do everything you got to do. Throw up some TikToks. Do what you got to do. Show your boy some love. You know what I'm saying? Representing all day, every day. And remember, at the end of the day, God is good all the time. All is and God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. And remember that evil never prevails. That being said, I'm the sexiest big man in the game. Your favorite, your boy, your homie, Sean Hubbard, the founder and host of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. We will get with you very, very soon. Have a blessed day and stay well. It's your boy. I'm out. You have been listening to the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast which is an original production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is an independently owned company. The opinions and ideas of its host and studio guest are theirs and theirs alone, as Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is not associated with any professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, or boxing organization. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly the very best in professional wrestling and combat sports.